This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It's Monday, it's the 29th of January 2024. Coming up today, your feedback, tons of news, and I got a new hat. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Oh, hello. Happy, happy Monday, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, happy. Happy Happy, happy happy. Monday. Ah, Happy Monday to you, Stephen Scott. How are you doing? I'm very happy today. I don't know what's wrong. Something has gone horribly wrong. Breaking I know. News. Breaking news. I know. It's, something's gone horrible. I feel so happy today. I think finally, because mm. January is almost at the end, yes. I think oh, I, life is back to some kind of normality and happiness because we're out of the January no. blues. No, Yay! no, no. What do you mean, well, no? Well found, by the way. Um, Thank you. No, that's I've not... made some adjustments. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what's happened, Stephen. You've had the Sean effect. That's what happened <gasps> here. You've had a, a, a little experience of Sean, and Hang you know on. what? It's what? made you... Stop it. It's made you very, very happy. You're welcome. You, you know what? You, I think you're absolutely right. I'm going, to, I'm going to say, Sean, you are a hero. Thank you. Thank you very much. And the reason for this, for people who are wondering, what earth are they talking about? Because, you know, the thing was, last week we were so wrapped up in navel-gazing about this programme and what we were doing and the future of it and all the rest of it. We got so wrapped up in all, we forgot to tell our lovely listener that we were meeting up at the weekend. We were going to be going out on the town. On the tomb together. With our yes. partners as well as a a blind um, quartet. That's the one. Quartet. A blind quartet that couldn't sing if it tried. <laughs> no, it was if great. If life it? depended on it. I feel recharged. I feel exactly the same. It was a nice yeah. break, nice and relaxing, nice and easy. Had a good laugh, good meals, obviously. Hang on. I just want to be clear on this because, honestly, I felt as if, you know, I'm going to be honest with you, right? Just listening Uh-oh. to some of the comments from you and your lovely partner, Sarah, much nicer yeah. than you. Of course. Um, but, you know, listening to, to your comments, I kind of get the impression that you didn't think very highly of me before this event. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was actually surprised I enjoyed his company. You I, were... thought, I thought I'd hit him. <laughs> I thought I'd grin and bear it. But you know what? It was all right. No, it was great, wasn't it? Thanks. It was such fun. No, it was. Honestly, I had such a great time. And the thing was, we didn't even do that much. That's the best thing about it. You know, it was like we went to see a concert. Uh, well, I say a concert, a gig, or whatever you want to call it. It was a, a comedian, a UK comedian called uh, Peter Kay, who I don't know how well known he is around the world, but uh, he's a very funny British comedian and um, just someone who I've admired for many years. I'm so glad to get the chance to go and see him. You told me about the tickets that you'd managed to get. What, I don't know. So we hard. This, my wife and I were talking about this. It was like a year and a half ago or something. It was 2022. I got the tickets. Wow. Yeah. And it's funny, we were saying the same thing. Well, when we got them, we was going, oh, why? we got to wait that long. 2024, that's years away. And it's like, <laughs> oh, we're here already. I know. Yeah, I know. Very but good. that was a great weekend. And then the Saturday, we just chilled out. We relaxed. Uh, you know, which I have to say was a much better idea than our initial idea, which was going shopping. I think that would have been a disaster. I think that would have ruined everything. <sighs> Do you know what it is, though? You know what it is? When... Um, when meeting up with another visually impaired couple, is that you can say to each other, you know what? I don't fancy it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not up for it. 
or, you know, I've had enough. I'm going for a And you sleep. don't have to explain. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to feel like you're letting anyone down because, you know, you know what? I can't face that today. Let's not do that. And it's, it's No, you don't have to go through fine. the whole rigmarole of... Because the problem is everyone else is like, oh, come on, let's go. And it's like, yeah, but, you know... And I get to it. sound like I'm getting down about it, but I'm not. But you just, it, you, you just imagine how much energy... I'm going to have to use to get to that shopping center or that mall or whatever, and then wander around it. Try, I mean, even just try to figure out what the shops are. Yeah. You know, it's like, what's that store? I think it sells stuff. Yes. And then you kind of go in and use like, what is this? Oh, it's a ladies brassiere shop. You're like, oh, brilliant. Thanks. Bye. Uh, and then you move on to the next, or alternatively you go, guys, I'll see you in a minute. Um, but you know, whatever it is, you just think to yourself, you know, this is just, it sometimes just feels a bit too much to bear. And I, I get that, you know, it's funny because I, I, obviously we talk to lots of different sighted people and they always say, people will sometimes say to you, God, it must be really hard to be blind. And anybody I speak to in the advocacy side, will always say, I hate when sighted people say that. You know, it must be so hard to be blind. But then you say, yeah, but hang on. It's not always a walk in the park either. <laughs> so, you know, I kind of, <sighs> it's not untrue what they're saying. It isn't great fun. I mean, I, I don't love it. <laughs> Sorry, no, no, I just no. don't. Yeah, but it's, it's yeah, you're absolutely right, by the way. But it has me out. It's, yes, exactly. You get exhausted. But the thing is, it's just the not having to... Um, explain anything to each other. I well, think that was that's, it. We just said, look, you know, let's just sit here and have a drink and just let's chill. And yeah. um, and it doesn't feel did, like you're letting anyone, nice meal. letting anyone down. No, that's right. Yeah, but, you know, we, we all wanted to do that and we all found it. There was no pressure on one... Well, actually, it was. It was you. You were, you were leading the charge. But there was no pressure on anyone in particular to, you know, sort it all out. So no. I, I, I loved it. It was great fun. Yeah, me too. I had a great time. So yeah, we've we've come back. We're all recharged and refreshed. And, ha- and it's funny. Ha- happy. I think apparently. I think this is the thing in life. You you kind of have to. And I suppose this is the other side of it because I know a lot of friends of mine. I know people who listen to the show often feel the idea of going out is too much. And I think the problem is that there is a balance to be struck. You do have to try and get out, however it is, whatever way it is. And you know what? If it's if it's with your sighted wife or sighted husband, fine. You know, but but. I think try and get out, and if you have to lean on someone, do it. Yeah. Nothing wrong with being a bit dependent on somebody. That is fine, because do you know what? It gets you out, and if you just allow yourself to be that dependent. It's funny, everyone talks about independence. But if you allow yourself to be a little bit dependent as well, it means you get a chance to enjoy the day too. If someone says to you, like I was sitting on the train uh, coming down to Manchester to meet you, so it's about a a three-and-a-half-hour train journey from Glasgow down to Manchester, and this lovely woman comes along, She's got the, the trolley with the, the tea and the coffee and the drinks and whatever. Mm. And I fancied a coffee. And she said to me, um, I'm going, how, many, how many sachets of milk do you want? <laughs> sachets of milk? Yes. Uh, I'd like four lumps of milk, please. <laughs> uh, no, but she said there's sachets here. And I, and I know, because I've had these before, these are these little plastic, or little, um, yeah, plastic sachets, I suppose. Um, the little tiny plastic pots, aren't they? No, no, they're, they're, it's almost like sugar sachets. Oh, right. Weird. But it's for what? But it's milk in it, right? So you can imagine yes. this wobbly thing <laughs> uh, that I've now got to try me. and negotiate to open and then get into a cup, uh, all whilst the train is, you know, hurtling down a track at 125 miles an hour, going left to right, way too much for my liking. <laughs> and um, I just said to them, I said, would you mind putting the, the, the milk in? And she was instantly, you know, because sighted people do that. They automatically jump to, yeah, of course I'll help. No problem at all. So yes. more than happy to help. Lovely, wonderful person. So she does it. And 
it just takes the pressure off. Now, I could do that thing, but it's, no, 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 I'm blind, but I can do anything and I can how do whatever I want. dare you even then, offer? How dare you? I'm capable. Yeah, how dare you ask me? <laughs> it's like, no, actually, do you know what I'm asking? And it's making my life easier. So, yeah, do you know what? If you don't mind, that'd be great. And the other thing is, and it's funny because I had this the other week, my wife and I were out for a cup of coffee and I had to ask her to put the milk in and the sugar in because my hand was shaking so much that I couldn't do it. I couldn't even yeah. lift the cup yeah. uh, for fear of, of... So, you know, it's like there's now two sides to this problem. I've got a shaky hand, a shaky train, oh, a shaky milk. Shaking <laughs> <laughs> like, Stevens was a singer in the UK and I think I'm going to bring him back Um Un- unintentionally Shaking Stephen That's going to be my new nickname <laughs> Honestly that's what I feel like It's ridiculous um, It was very good I aside. asked for a lot of help The staff were great in the hotel There was no problems Well I mean I did spend a little bit of time Behind reception When I didn't mean to That's um, funny But that was fun And you know The funniest thing was that all the staff behind there never said a word. They said, are you no. okay? And I, I said, yeah. And I thought, hang on, why are they to my left? Uh, <laughs> am I b- behind reception? And they went, yep, yeah, okay. But the I'll good thing there. is you've got four shifts a week now. So, you know, it's yeah. every you know every cloud. You've got a job. It's great. Ah, very good. Okay. I want to also say a big thank you to uh, your lovely Sarah because uh, she mm. spent a lot of time, and I have to say, you know, we, we did have a lot of fun about this, but I have to be honest. I am so impressed by her sewing. She's been talking. We've talked about this on the show. rena has been in touch. Everyone else. Dare you? What? what? Sewing? Unbelievable. Her knitting. Ah, oh, wow. Her knitting. Sorry, whatever it is. Uh, Sorry, okay. yes, that's right. Uh, do you know what? Her I was watching Coronation Street last night. I think that's the problem. I've got my head wrapped in the knicker factory. Um, that doesn't oh. sound right. But anyway, uh, so. <laughs> but yeah, sewing. So it's, uh, knitting, knitting. Sorry, yes, knitting. Um, yeah, so, she she knitted myself and my wife a lovely. She made uh, my wife a scarf, yes. and she knitted me a hat. She did, yes. Now the uh, way you talked about the the knitting was that you know I think I think some of the early I think let's just be honest some of the the prototype models weren't quite you know where we wanted them to be, but she was learning at that time. Yes, I am the beta tester. Yes, yes. I have many a, a a a strange let's put it that way bobble hat. Yes. With a bobble sticking out the front and uh, front side. rather than the top. and yeah, But actually, you know, with, with this latest model that she presented me with, it was brilliant. I was so impressed. And, you know, it wasn't just that I was impressed with the, I mean, I'm impressed with the build. I was impressed with the start. I, I mm. thought that the mm. thickness of the hat, it was oh, really comfortable. I mean, you. I will be honest, my head, thank as you know, is larger than average size. It is. Horse's so head. It does. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So it does create a slight issue with this particular hat. It would fit anybody else fine. But with <laughs> me, it's just a little bit tight. I will say, though, it is a fantastic cure for headaches. I, I'm sorry. Is this a customer complaint? Uh, do I need to I pass actually, this I, on? I have to be honest, I was sitting there in that taxi that day, and as much as I was having a laugh about it, I was thinking to myself, this feels fantastic. I think, I think Sarah has cured headaches. It's like an Indian head massage and a hat all in one. I don't know what long-term uh, impacts this will have, no, but your, we shall see. Your six times the size. <laughs> You're swollen. I can no longer feel my left arm. But uh, no, <sighs> honestly, it was it was a really nice thing. And I, I was genuinely touched by it. It was a lovely thing. So um, yeah, thank you to Sarah for that. Because uh, my wife was also, we were, I think, it's that thing sometimes when people say to you, I've knitted you a hat and you go, okay. And, you know, and I'm a very grateful person. I'm never going to say anything to anybody that would be rude or inconsiderate. No, but, you know, not in front of them. No, no, absolutely not. You'll you wait, wait till, till you get the, the radio. Back. 
<laughs> yeah, he waited to get on the radio. Yeah. So no, I I said I said to my wife, I said, well, I wonder what this would be like. And then when we got it, I was like, that's actually. I mean, I know it sounds incredibly patronising, but I thought it was really good. She did well. Well done. She's a clever girl. Uh, she did just, it all by herself. No, I was honestly impressed because I think anybody the can make anything. They are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can go on that course we were talking about, wherever it was. Remember that? Uh, was it Was it the cruise we were talking the about? You can go on the basket, basket weaving. weaving course or whatever it was. Yes. Well, <sighs> maybe that's our next um, meetup. We'll wait and see. Basket weaving. Basket weaving. No, I'm talking about just, just a vacation. We'll take some children see if there's any chimney mining sweeping <laughs> classes going on at the same time. <sighs> anyway. anyway. Okay, no, let's get weekend. on with the, with the tech and the... Uh, the actual show, How I, I believe. How dare you? Uh, well, yes, you know, absolutely. People will because, be emailing you know, in. He's uh, going to be knocking on the door. And, oh, yeah, I say that. He never does. Um, speaking of F, actually, um, oh, I, I, there's an F word I'm not very happy about at the moment. Um, go. Go on. So let me tell you a story. Are you, oh. are you seated? Yes. Excellent. Uh, so I have a fossil watch which is what they call a hybrid watch. So it has smarts in it, uh-huh. but it's a regular watch, right? So the smarts are where you have the ability to press buttons on the side of the watch. Instead of them activating anything on the watch itself, they can be shortcuts. You could have it tell the time. You could have it open an app. You could have it do whatever you want it to do, right? You could use those buttons for anything to start a stopwatch, etc. An action and, button, um, if you will. Kind Why? of thing, yeah, but there's three yes. of them on this watch. Okay. But the watch itself inaccessible because unfortunately it's not a talking watch it's a hybrid it's just a regular watch so it's typically mechanical um so what fossil tried to do with these was build sort of the, the classic in with the modern which was a nice idea and I, I have to say it was a gorgeous watch it really is a gorgeous watch you yep. also do the android watches as well and other companies have got into this over the years you've seen different brands tag here um that's exactly how it's pronounced Thank you, pardon. uh they <laughs> I don't know how you say Every time I go into a shop, I say, have you got any tag here? Tag and they say, a tag what? Yes. Uh, a tag here? I can't say it, but that's exactly how it's pronounced in my mind. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they do them. They do the smartwatches, but they do full Android, right? So it's running Android OS or what is it, Wear OS in them. Uh, well, you know, I was thinking the other day, and I think I mentioned this on the show. In fact, I'm almost sure of it that I mentioned on the show. I was thinking of bringing the Fossil Watch out and seeing... If, you know, what it could do today, what would be new? I'll get a new battery in it, get it set up, get the app downloaded again, yeah. and bring it back to life. And then I open up my RSS newsreader, the future of internet, and uh, I find this article which says, Fossil is quitting smartwatches. Basically, that's it. Gen 6 is going to be, I think, the last of their smartwatches. That is it. It says it's leaving the smartwatch business and redirecting resources to its less smart goods instead. I could include the hybrid. Um, but it says the uh, basically it's been one of the main Wear OS smartwatch manufacturers for a long time, and it will leave a gap in the market, but I guess it's because, well, I don't know. I'm guessing it's either because of sales. Yeah, nobody or, cares. That's why. Or, or because maybe Pixel are around. I don't know. Maybe the Pixel Watch has taken the, the share, but, or maybe it's just not doing it. Just not... Well, I mean, it's, up at all, but it says it, it says that partly. Well, one of the rumours is that it's to do with the company waiting for a new chipset that is not yet available. Ugh, but they've decided at the moment ugh. they're just going to pull out of the industry. Oh, well, there you go. Sean says no. Well, I, I, no, I mean, I, I think 
there's a lot of work that goes into the smart side of it, keeping the app up to date, keeping it on different mm. platforms, keeping it updated as to, you know, if there's any changes anywhere that breaks anything. There's a lot of work that goes into smartwatches on the software side alone, let alone just that it's not a case of just, oh, let's throw a, you know, a chip in this watch and suddenly it's smart. There's this whole background behind it that needs to be sustained as well. So I can totally understand it. And to be honest, when you're talking about a watch like that, does anyone actually care? I don't think so. If you're buying a watch like that, mm. it's because of the design, it's because of the fashion, it's because of the look of it, and it's because it just tells the time. Simple as yeah, that. Yeah, I have to be honest. I, I really, I, I tried to tag her, well and it was honestly such a beautiful watch. It was gorgeous. Uh, it had a ceramic uh, outer, um, you know, the, the, the bezel was, yes. yeah, whatever it was. Um, <laughs> it's ceramic in it. I don't know, made of teapots. I don't know. But it was really lovely. Uh, but God, honestly, a gorgeous watch. It ran Android. And my wife said to me at the time, we were on a cruise ship actually at the time, and we were we were looking at different watches. It's the only time I ever look at watches for some reason. And um, we were wandering around. We were in the store, and the guy said, look, uh, you know, this is cool. He said, it runs Android. And you know that way I'm thinking, yeah, that's the only problem. <laughs> if oh, this ran iOS unbelievable. or OS, I'd be like, I'll have it, you know, I, and I'm just, I, I wish, I just wish that watch, this is the problem with Apple in some ways, isn't it? And this is the Android benefit in a lot of ways. You get so much more choice, you know, related to the software. So the software is one part of it, but, you know, the hardware companies, they can do whatever they want with they it. They can so, grab the software and do whatever they yeah, want. Yeah, and they can include- make beautiful versions of it. You don't get that with Apple. Of that's course the they problem. make you beautiful get what Apple looking. Make and that's it. They make beautiful looking versions of it, but then you've got to worry about accessibility. If you get a designer watch yeah. that's got this smart aspect to it, I, I'm almost 95% sure that it's not going to be accessible to me. That's the only thing. Yeah. So there you go. Anyway, fossil pulling Watches. out of the business. Can I just say, see. sorry, can I just say, I actually wore no. my Apple watch for the weekend away. Um, I updated it to the latest 10.3, watch OS 10.3, because you said it fixed and? the problems. And it is better. I wouldn't say it fixed it. It's still a little bit, but it was a lot better. Mm. But I've got to say, when I was going and throughout the weekend, it kept tapping me on the wrist and saying, hey, your heart rate is very high, considering it seems like you're doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> and it's over 100 beats per minute. Um, you know, just, just making you aware. Okay, all right. So I kept doing the ECG, which, by the way, is amazing. Anyone who hasn't tried it, go to the app list open up ECG and just hold the, uh, put your finger on the digital crown. And it's like being in a medical drama because it goes beep, 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 beep. Ah, it's amazing. It's, it's like... You're waiting ah, for makes, the ER theme to start. It makes me feel like a doctor. <laughs> anyway, so, okay, great. That's cool. And then when I got back from the weekend away, I got a, a tap on the wrist as soon as I walked through the door saying, ooh, your walking steadiness is, is not great. And again, I had this message before, it's likely that you will fall in the next 12 months. So you know what? I decided something. I, it, it made up my mind for me that I'm never wearing the Apple Watch again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to make a change to my lifestyle or no, anything no, else. Oh, I'm just a doctor. <laughs> I'm just not going to wear the watch again. But, just to wear I mean, the watch. Again, we talked about it before, but how cool, how how. The sensor and the gathering of information that's going on there from a fitness and health point of view it is so cool and could be really useful. I've had some really bad takes recently about the blood oxygen sensor. You know, some people who are just really not keen on it because they think it's not as 
accurate or you know it's not as, as as good as it should be so just rip it out and you know obviously the issues that are ongoing with the apple watch in the u.s you know some people saying i ah, just rip it out get rid of it it's a whole heap of nonsense anyway i i think anybody who considers the apple watch a medical device is looking at it the wrong way i think it, what it's trying to do and really what it is doing at this stage is being almost like just on alert you know, it, it, it's almost like someone sitting across the table from you and you feel okay and they look at you and say, gosh, you're awful white. All of a sudden, you've just, you, all the colours just drained out your face and you're like, oh, maybe I don't feel too well. And suddenly, and then half an hour later, you pass out and it's like they've seen it in advance. That's the Apple Watch, really, in full, in full flow. It's kind of giving you an alert to then tell you to do something. That's ultimately, I think, what it is. Well, I and mean, I think that's a good thing. It goes to great lengths to point out you know, it, it's not a medical device and, you know, consult a doctor. It says it constantly consult, well, to me anyway. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. I don't get that. It's, it's just, it is I just did, though. I did. That's cool. why I went to the hospital, remember? That's right, and yeah. I, I got the, the AF, the atrial fibrillation Oof. messages and um, after the ECGs. And, and it said, maybe you have this. And I thought, maybe. Maybe. So I thought I'd better <laughs> go to a doctor. And I did, and I got lots of tests, and I'm glad I did because, you know, they discovered some things, they fixed some things, and, you know, I'm back on track, which is brilliant. But it does, I think it does give you the sense of a bit a bit of knowledge as to what's going on, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I heard someone's take of, of the blood oxygen, it was, it was some rant a while back or recently, and it was some guy going on about, oh, you know, it's, it's terrible because, you know, it's not even accurate, and, you know, the... T- you know, the, the noise it makes and the time you have to sit there and wait, by the time you've got the result, your heart rate's probably through the roof anyway and your blood oxygen levels probably collapse. I said, yeah, but that's not the point of this. The point is to give you an indication. It will determine your blood oxygen. That's what its purpose is, as well an oximeter. And we have to remember, it's probably the only accessible option out there sure. for us. Yeah. This is, again, the, we, we can, I come back to this thing about accessibility. You know, we can ridicule the device. We can ridicule it if you want. But, you know, if it's accurate to say 80%, 90%, I think that's the most you can expect. To me, that's more than I would expect from an Apple well, Watch. It's not whole... a medical device. Yeah, but that's the whole point, right? If if the information isn't remotely accurate, then what's the point of it being there? I can absolutely see that argument. If because... it was 10%, 20%, yeah, absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, because it's it not, could alarm people for no reason. Yeah, and in which case it becomes worthless. But it depends. I'm assuming there's lots of. I don't. I never used the blood oxygen thing, so I have no idea. I did during COVID. I did quite a lot actually using it. Um, was it? I was. Yeah, it was just after that it came in, didn't it? It came in on one of the later watches. So. I remember it. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but, it came in. I think after. I think it wasn't because of COVID. I don't think it was being. I mean, obviously these things are developed over a long period of time, so it would have been in. Yeah, uh, in creation at that point, but then it, when it came out. Obviously, it was right in the middle of COVID. So, you know, everyone was using it because we were all buying oximeters at that time, trying to figure out what was going on because it was a good indication of how we were doing, you know. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'm going to move on because there's so much news to talk about. We've, I feel like we've been off for ages and we haven't, but, you know, one day we've not been here. And <laughs> obviously, it feels yeah. like I've been off for a month. Um, Apple, I love this story, could announce, it's the could, I think I love most in this story, could announce an AI powered version of Siri. As soon as June. Now, can I just say, before we start on this, um, this is from appleinsider.com. They have been saying this now for about six months. Um, and everybody <laughs> is convinced that at WWDC this year, 
a new enhanced city is going to come out. Breaking uh, news. Sorry, breaking guys. News. It's not breaking news. This is obvious. Well, this really? is as obvious as putting milk in first in tea. No, stop. Let's that. not go there. The, the black tea discussion did come up <laughs> while we were away. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I mean, saying it's going to come out at WWDC, and you're saying, well, obviously. I'm not convinced. Apple have got a, a bit of a track record of of waiting and seeing, right? They they could no, still I, I, they could still case. push this back. How long not has Siri been? How long has everyone been complaining about Siri? So long since it, it was launched. I, I no, actually, I think it was really impressive when it was launched. I thought it was so much better way back at the beginning. It's only the last what four or five years, maybe. That it, it seems to have. I mean, how many times have you say call so and so, and it can't find them, or it does a Google search instead? Open an app, and it'll give you a, a list of options, and you'll say the app you want to open, and it'll open the other oh, one. My favorite the other day: open Amazon. Which app would you like to open? Prime or Amazon? Amazon. Opening Prime. <laughs> yeah, it's like it does it on purpose just to annoy yeah. you. So you're just um, irritating me now. It's playing I, with you. But anyway, look. The point is that that then. The 9to5Mac, who are reporting on this as well, they've uncovered code in the first beta of iOS 17.4 that suggests Apple is working on this new version of Siri, and there are references to OpenAI in the code, which is interesting. So I'm not... I, mm. I, that surprises me a little bit, because I did not think that OpenAI and Apple would be working together. <laughs> well, perhaps they're but, not. Perhaps iOS has been written by ChatGPT now. <laughs> Tim Cook Write me a, a smart assistant that works. Right, yes, okay. Yes. Now, is it as simple as that? Wow, it's, that's, I could do it. I could have done that. Could be. Uh, but it says that whilst it's not uh, seeming to power the, the artificial intelligence features, instead it will act as a yardstick for Apple to compare its own LLM, large language model, uh, against. So that'll be quite interesting to almost like it's an in-house check, you know. Um, it there's talk it. about. Ajax is the name of this. This is the LLM, the large language model, essentially the brain of AI that Apple is creating. Ajax. Uh, the rumor is it's called Ajax, which is, okay. over here, that's a... That's a cleaning, a, bathroom cleaner. Cleaning agent, yeah. yes. Um, it's also a football club somewhere, isn't it? Oh, that's Ajax. I was mixed up with the <laughs> Close. two. Okay. Um, anyway. Uh, I'm sure no, it's a great no god. <laughs> but apparently there's talk of this coming out, or at least Elements of this starting to eke out in 17.4, I don't think that's true. I think that if the rumours are true at all, and, and my prediction would be that if this is going to be announced, it'll be announced at WWDC and it'll be iOS 18, we'll have some kind of major overhaul. But I have to say this, whatever Apple do with this, because as much as everyone's excited about it and all the rest, the thing for me is it has to be integrated across the system. Because that was one of the joys. That Exactly as you were saying earlier, Siri was good at the start because it was embedded across the system. There were things you could do in apps. Um, you could, you could you know, send a message. You could send an email. You could reply to things. You could do a lot of things in the system just with Siri. You didn't yes. need to necessarily go out of the – or even go into the apps to do it. You could do it all from Siri. We kind of need to get back to that, and it has to work across the system. I don't doubt that whatever Apple does with this will be good. Um but I do think it has to be across the system. So I wonder what this is going to look like. And is it going to be, I, my guess is it's going to be eked out over time. They'll start yeah. with something and they'll start with maybe an app or maybe an upgraded city to some degree. But can you imagine how good it would be to have 
you know, that kind of AI built into the iOS. I mean, just for sim- just a simple thing, right? Like change my uh, speech voice on voiceover to eloquence. Without having to go into the settings and faff around with all that, it just does it. It just changes it. You know, simple things like that. That's the kind of stuff that's going to make the difference for us. I totally not agree. All the big, it's not all the big stuff. I mean, I get all the big, you know, just write me an email or I get all that stuff. That's great. But I think it's the, the practicalities of being able to jump into a setting, a very specific setting. You know what you want to do, but you've no idea what the setting is. How many times does that happen? Yeah. Uh, absolutely right. And uh, the, the annoying thing is that if you go into your settings um, app on your iPhone, so many of the sections in there have that um, segment about Siri integration. You know, allow this Siri to access this information or share this information with Siri. Like it's yeah. all integrated so much. But I barely notice any any integration. Siri is very much on its own and doesn't interact with anything particularly well. And I get it's not all about the actual voice assistant side of Siri. It's also in the background when it comes to suggestions and figuring out stuff. I get that. It's almost, you know, it's not outward facing. But um, I, I absolutely agree with you. I think it could do so much more. And so many questions that we get, you know, simply being able to press a button and say, uh, turn on this or how do I turn off that and it actually going through and doing it for you that would make so many people's lives so much more easier including Can you mine. imagine if you could just say I can't see my screen very well the text is too small and it just makes the text bigger Yeah I mean th- this is the kind of stuff that makes the difference this is how AI can make these devices easier to use because one thing we've noticed is that over the last few years the amount of settings that appear you know, at the beginning, it was quite simple. You could, you know, we could almost, we could almost imagine it. Or how, we, I, we could, we could all do it, right? We could talk someone through how to do something on a phone. You'd be like, okay, go in here, go to there, there you are. There's the setting. But now it's buried either, and of course, you've got, you know, settings that are actually under accessibility that you might consider to be under display. You know, under audio, you might find it under accessibility rather than audio itself. And it's those kind of things that just being able to bring all that together and just ask a question. Or, or, or ask, how can I do this? And it just says, hey, do you want me to just do it for you? That's it. You know, I, I think that alone would be brilliant. So that's yeah. what I'm hoping for. I hope it's not just about, you know, oh, what, what emoji is best with this text message? That you can keep. I have no interest in that garbage. Write me a poem about the weather. Do I need yeah, an umbrella? No one Ella. cares, right? That's just rubbish. <laughs> that's just gimmicky nonsense. Give me stuff that actually means something. Yes. Uh, and I think that would be it. And, and you can imagine when this comes to the Mac. <gasps> oh, <gasps> be quiet. Calm down. Can I just say, though, before we go to break, I'm sure, um, yes. AI, I think it's lost its shine just a little bit for me because I used it to Dear look you. at the room service <laughs> menu and ended up paying. I thought, oh, those prices are very reasonable. Oh, here we go. I'll order two sandwiches. Thank you. Two cheese and onion sandwiches. A little plateau of crisp on the side. Only four pounds each, about seven dollars, eight dollars. Fine. Turns up thirty pounds, fifty dollars or as close. Unbelievable. AI got it wrong. I was so upset. It was terrible. It said seven. I think it said seventeen and you didn't hear it. it how dare you? Of course I double checked the prices. It said seven pounds for the um the burger that I had, and it was seventeen pounds. Unbe- yeah. You can't. You got to double check things. Never take the human out of anything. 
Is this my cheese? Is this my cheesecake story? Because if it is, I'll go with you on this. Oh no! Yes, exactly. That was exactly the same. Correct. See, he yeah. just trusts it, it, it was so cheesecake. much. It just it's decided a- it was a cheese platter. So it's around platters. Don't buy platters. It's something around the platters. There you go. Open the eye. We've got some feedback for you. Anything related to platter? Can you fix that? It seems cheese. To be cheese. That's the cheese issue as well. Here. Cheese right? sandwich. Cheese is, is something cheese. to do with cheese platter. We've we've broken the internet. Everything comes it. back to fix cheese. The internet. We're like that guy that hacked into the Pentagon. Uh, that definitely wasn't us. Let's go to break. <laughs> oh, no. No, that definitely wasn't us. But, I mean, we're like that guy, right? Because we found no. the problem. No, I definitely, I'm definitely not. Okay, That's I'm getting a wind-up signal here. I'm getting a... <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> F stands for felony. Uh, right, stick around. <laughs> this is Double Tap. Follow Double Tap on social media at Double Tap On Air and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and email us feedback at doubletaponair.com. We'll be right back. Call the Double Tappers now, 1-877-803-4567 or email us feedback at doubletaponair.com. I want to get to your feedback because there's so much to uh, get through. Um, but first, John Priest. even bought this week. Oh, do you know, I'm so excited. This is, I, I don't know why I'm so excitable today, but I am. But you are. And yes, we've noticed. I'm like a kid in a candy store today because I bought something. Candy. Now, you, it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> maybe too much of that <laughs> at the weekend. But no, I. Um, you'll know I've, I bought the Orbit Reader. Uh, which oh, is the yes. real display. I bought that from uh, eBay. The eBay, yes. Did the it turn eBay. up? Uh, it's still not here. Oh, well, uh, what could possibly go wrong? It'll all be is fine. Is coming from uh, France? Please, please stop. It uh, is taking its time because I'm, it's very relaxed. That's I'm just going to let you carry on. That, that seems to be like, uh, that is like a tape. Remember the days when the tape, the battery would be running out? In your Sony Walkman, the batteries are going. Yes. Batteries are going again. Um... Yes, okay. Yeah. So, so it uh, basically, it's up. coming from France. It's very lazy, so it's taking its time, and it will get here eventually. Um, I got a note. Well, I actually, I didn't get a note. This is the thing. I got an, uh, I went into the app to see what was going on because it was taking so long. I'd contacted the seller, and the seller said, well, it was sent. You know, this, uh, I sent it, and it's uh, on its way. So I said, okay, fine. Uh, Stop it. I, I replied exactly <laughs> in the same. I replied in Scottish. I said, fine. And... Um, <laughs> I, I went into the app and there was a message and it said, you haven't paid your customs fees. And I'm like, what? So I went in and tried to figure out what on earth it was talking about. I, I understand that when it's crossing border, you've got to pay a, a customs fee, right, for coming into the country, which the is fine. Tax. Absolutely fine. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've had no notification of this. I mean, you go to the the, uh, the website, it's all in French. And uh, as you know, only speak this French, not the other one. So I can't do anything with it. I was trying my, you know, my, my second year French at school. I, I managed to get Jacquecept, I think was what it said. So I think I figured out how to do the accept button on the cookie banner. <laughs> but that was about it. <laughs> That was about as far as I could go. So Hello, I have French no Canadians. idea. How you doing? So thank you, La Poste. But uh, yeah, <laughs> la screwed at the moment. Usually um, they send you a letter, Stephen, saying there's a parcel. A letter? Awaiting. Yes, I know. It's old fashioned, but it's a thing. The postal service is going to say, can't they just send me my parcel? With with a bill on it. I mean, that <laughs> fine. Turn up at the door with what's... See, the thing is, guys, how it works is I can pay you with money, and we use this thing called a card. And that card allows me to pay you money. You turn up at my door with a card machine, I can pay you. 
instead of not sending me a message, hoping that one day I might figure out that the parcel's right. not arrived yet. Okay, so right, right. Okay, so that's what you've not bought this week, or at least ah, that's not that's I bought it, still waiting for it because I yes. already get messages so, last night from people saying, "Oh, you must be talking about that." I'm not talking about that. I bought something else, and hmm. it was a Victor Reader Stream uh, third gen. <clears throat> third wow. Gen. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Now this is Hang on, now, I know, I know, I know. No, no. I am no, a hero. Absolutely I know. not. I am Why? I am taking one for the team no. on this <laughs> as I am buying. No, no, no. This. <laughs> no, no. Taking one for the team like this is a terrible uh, device. It's it's not. It's a great device, as we know, as many listeners have told us. I'm just interested. It's- why now? Why didn't you jump on this at the start? Were you waiting for the kinks to be worked out? Or or did you just, you know, take an urge going through Amazon or something? I think I was bored on Friday night, or Saturday night, actually, I should say. I was, I was lying in bed trying to get to sleep. And we had an early start on Sunday morning. So I'm lying there trying to fall asleep. Couldn't. So I thought, eh, let's buy something. So anyway, what happened was I, <laughs> I had gone into the Humanware website. I have been coveting the Victor Reader Stream th- third gen, for a while now. Oh. And um, <laughs> I know, beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> and I think the thing is, I've always liked the idea of this, because I, I love the previous generations. I love the, the first and second. Uh, I never really get into the other devices, like the Plex Talk and, and the New Sense Player. And, you know, I must admit, I'm still a little bit unsure about the Sense Player, as much as I like the idea of it. And I think in some ways it's probably got more features and more functionality to it. I kind of just... Still like the design and style of the Victor Reader. It also kind of, and I know this sounds really ridiculous when you think about it. I mean, aside the obvious, I love the physical tactile buttons, and I do. I just love that aspect of it. And I think the less vision I've got, the, the more kind of grounded I want to be. You know, I want to know where my fingers are on the, on the device <laughs> and where the buttons are. <laughs> yes. um, I also love the fact that if I've got MP3 files or things I want to listen to, I can just put them on an SD card, put them in this thing and go. It's like having an iPod again. I don't have to think about, is it in the cloud? Do I have to put it into the cloud to get it to an app to make sure it's downloaded? I totally I'm sitting on the train. get that. I get you that. You know what I mean? I was sitting on the train. I was trying to listen to something, and it was in the cloud. It was in Dropbox. And I thought, I'll just put it in Dropbox. And then I forgot I had to download it, although I couldn't download I don't think. I think you had to stream it, essentially, from Dropbox. But I couldn't because there was no phone signal. And I thought, oh, this is ridiculous. So then I couldn't listen to anything. And I thought, you know, it's fine for podcasts and things because they always come down and you can set them to automatically download. But your own files, you'd have to almost be constantly on the case to make sure they're on the device. Or, you know, the system hasn't decided just to throw them back up to the cloud to make way for something else. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, this kind of device is great for that because it means you've got your files, your music or whatever it is, you've got the ability to use it all and have it all there. You don't have to worry about what it's connected to because you know that whatever you are downloading, bringing in, is going to be on the device. And I think that is brilliant. The other thing is, because, uh, I mean, you could say, well, you could do all that with the Victor Reader Stream 2, and I could, but the one killer feature for me with the, the third gen was Bluetooth. And having the ability to hook up my own headphones and whatever I want just really appealed. So I thought, yeah, I'm going to hit the button on this. I'm really excited to begin it. Hit the buy now button. I, look, I totally get it, and absolutely. Um, I, I see... Th- the use case for it, as you mentioned, although I would say, how many people actually have local media files now? I mean, because you still need to, in your example there, you still need to think in advance, okay, I need to download this, put it on an SD card and get it all ready beforehand. It's, it, you still take away yeah. the spontaneity of it, don't you? Yeah, no, you do, you do. But I guess what I'm thinking, though, is, I mean, like, if you've got local files, whatever they may be, 
audio. I mean, I know a lot of people. I think more people have local media than you uh, think. Not, I know people no. back up, but a lot of people still have local media. I, I, I don't think I don't, it's just, I don't do. think everyone lives in Dropbox. That, you know, I, I think that's quite a. No, no, I, no, I think that's quite a, a privileged view. If I'm perfectly you, honest with you, Sean I'm Priest. entitled, Stephen yes. Scott. Is that what you're saying? No, 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 yes. no, 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 sir. What I'm saying is that we've evolved <laughs> and moved on to streaming. I'm not even talking about Dropbox and paid for services in that, uh, like storage wise. I'm talking about most people have streaming now. Yeah, I know that's a paid for service as well. In most cases, absolutely, yeah, I get yeah. that. You, you have some ad supported Spotify, even Amazon now, but um, that's not the point. I, I think streaming is just more convenient, and people do like that. Look again, I'm not trying to take away from the the stream at all. I totally get it. I just think it is pretty. Um, I'm not sure if as many people would see the use for it as as used to be. I can totally understand, but I'm very much, I can do it all on my iPhone. I can do it all on my smartphone. I'm still very much of that. And when I'm paying that sort of price, I'm just thinking I'll just get another smartphone as a secondary one for my media player or whatever. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I did think that as well. I thought, you know, I've got enough phones lying around here. I'm sure I could turn one of them into an MP3 player. Exactly. And I could, absolutely. But again, it's that thing of, say, I just love the idea of turning it on. Yeah, I can get to where I want to get to. I've got the buttons. I don't have to faff around with the touch screen. That's it. You see, you were going back to that again. We're going back to the touch screens are terrible. Physical buttons are better. <laughs> we're going back to that argument. I don't want to go down far. there. I will I'm get in going, trouble. I'm not going that far, though. I'm not going that far. I would say yeah, you I just are. in your choices here. You I think are in saying. leisure. I think in a leisure sense, yes, because I'm listening to more audio. I'm consuming more audio than I ever did. I mean, it's not like before, but I mean, it's funny because the Plex, uh, no, I keep calling it that, the uh, Sense player is able to hook up to things like Netflix and stuff. And that's cool, right? That's really cool. That is very nice. I like that a lot. I think to myself, I'm not too bothered about that. I'm not bothered about that kind of service on that kind of device. I think for me, and this is me, right? I just want to be able to access what I want to be able to access, which might be an old radio drama or an old recording of a show or whatever it is with, with AD on it. Or whatever it is, I'll have it in MP3. I'm not going to be watching a video. That's the point. I'm not watching video. I'm listening. Yeah, so same with I'd Netflix much rather... with AD on the, on the um on Yeah, the yeah, that's player. true. But but again, it just seems to me more of a faff to get to the oh, content. Where's the faff coming? Where is the faff, sir? Dragging a file across to an SD card. I mean, how many things have SD card readers built into them now? My laptop does. Uh, yeah, of course it does. Um... Do well, that's because I make sure it does. Because <laughs> I know I'm going to use no, it. No, okay, okay. I, I, I mean, honest... look, I, I know it's. I, I mean, I say this. I don't think it's actually as. Uh, this isn't a unique perspective. That's kind of why part of the reason why the, the Victor Reader exists. And I have to tell you, it is a very popular device. As you well know, it's a very popular device out there. People love the Victor Stream. Now I know the Victor Reader Stream Three got you know a lot of criticism at the start. Yes, and there's been issues with Audible and all of that, and that still I don't think has been resolved, but is being resolved. It's not must be either fixed by now or very close to being resolved. I but, hope so, but it is being resolved. That is something. It is definitely going to be fixed. No, 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 so I'm, no, I'm okay with no, that. No, 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 stop! Right, stop. Let me say it for what the third or fourth time. I'm not going against the stream at all. A very good device. What I'm saying is your reasoning, Stephen Scott. I'm not buying into. I'm not buying into that. I think you just like it. I think you've you've had it since well, day one. I do, of course one, I do. And I yeah. think you just like the device. I don't think those reasons of, well, you know, I can have my files ready to access. I don't need an internet connection. 
uh, okay, you can make the same argument. You could download it to files on your iPhone, uh, you know, previously and have it ready to go. You know, the download and the file system on the iPhone now isn't too bad. So I, I'm not buying it, Stephen. I think you just want the device just because you want the device. There's nothing wrong with that, sir. But I'm just saying. Yeah, you're 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 right on I, both counts. I'm arguing I want just it, for, this, I, for the sake. I, I know. Of I, I don't know what you're <laughs> arguing about because I agree with you 100. I, I do just want the device. I also want to have the ability to have my files local. And the other thing is as well. I know you don't do this, but there are still some of us out there who like ripping our own CDs. Still, it's still a thing. Mm. I see it all the time. People saying, "How do? I, how am I going to do this? How will I do this?" People who've you know because I don't years, have a CD drive anymore. Well, you can buy one. <laughs> yes, you can. Yes. You can plug it in and do it. I mean, if you wanted to. The thing is, I mean, it's funny. I've got this old 2007 iMac. It's my dad's old one. And um, it's just sitting here. And I'm thinking, hmm, I know you can't do much else, but you could rip CDs. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking, no, that's actually not a bad I, use because it's got the built-in CD drive, right? So I'm thinking, hmm, that's not a bad idea. So I'm thinking I might set it up and, and use it for that purpose. And that'll be all it does. And just connect to my external drive. And I know it feels all very 1990s, but... I love it. I just love it. And it's, it's my way of growing up. I know the kids these days have no idea what I'm talking about. External hard drive, what are you talking about? Just everything's in the cloud and just pull it from the cloud. But for me, I like the local aspect. I still like having my own albums. I'm still a bit annoyed. I get annoyed sometimes going into these uh, music streaming services and you listen to an album. There's a few albums in, in my collection and I think, I want to listen to that album because I know that album intricately with like, I know exactly where every track is in that album. Oh. It's a, it's recorded a certain way or whatever. You know, there was like, a, I remember years ago, I got a Drifters album that I bought. I love the oh, Drifters. Dear. So yes. I got the Drifters album and I, I ripped it into Apple Music at the time. And there was this thing called iTunes Match. Match. Do you remember yes. that? Yeah. <laughs> Which basically meant, we'll give you kind of what you got, right? And then what ended up happening was I got an equivalent downloaded on my iPod at the time that was basically, I, I think the cleaners had come in and sang the song. You know, <laughs> drifters maybe were stuck in traffic. I no totally one else was around. There was a couple it. of electricians hanging about. So they just dragged them in as well. And then they just said, you know, can you sing, sort of, you know, do it, save the last dance for me. Job done. And um, that was it. So it suddenly I had this terrible quality version of the album, and I couldn't get my own copy. And it was at that moment I thought, I don't like this. I want my albums, the ones I've spent money on. I agree. So... That's kind of where I'm at. Because I, I love the idea of just having that. You know, it's, that's just mine. It's not, you know, for, and no one can take it away. You know, if the drifters get irritated with Apple Music, I don't know if that's possible anymore. But, you know, if the drifters were to get annoyed <laughs> about Apple Music. your service, yes. Yeah, they could just get rid of it. You know, it'd be gone. But how uh, many times the, the publishing company fall out with Apple and or Spotify or whoever or and suddenly it's gone. Remember sold. the Taylor Swift disaster way back when? When yeah. you couldn't access her music on any other platform and people were raging about it. People are paying for this. You know, it's not the album, it's mine. Even the things you buy in iTunes, the movies that you buy, they can still be taken away. And you've got do you no, remember, do you, you remember no the story recourse we, from that. There was a show, there was, a, there was an interview, uh, an email I should say we got on Tech Talk years ago when we were doing the old show. And it was a girl who wrote in, she had over like 300 books in Apple Books. And then something had happened, some change had happened, and she lost them all. She lost access to all the books. And wow. she was absolutely distraught. And so rightfully all the books so. gone. Yeah. Now, I think we, we did help her out a little bit, and I think we did manage to get the books returned to her, so at least that happened. But, And I think it was because of the sheer volume we were talking about here. You know, if it was one or two books, you could say, well, you know, that's life. But 300 books? 
And why would that have happened? I, I, yeah, I, I actually and can't she was paying full that. price per book as well. That's terrible. But that's, so, that, I mean, that's the thing with digital products, right? They don't yeah. actually exist anywhere. So I, I totally get that. But how many times have you ripped your CD collection? It's something you do once, right? Maybe if a new technology comes along. I remember ripping yeah. mine to MP3, 320 kbps. <laughs> uh, and then FLAC came about and you think, oh, actually, FLAC, lossless. Let me go with Much that instead. Nicer. So you rip them again. Smaller files, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, how many times are you going to do that, Stephen? Uh, I'm going to do it all again, thanks okay. to the Victor Reader stream. <laughs> all enough. CDs upstairs in the loft. I'll does, be getting it. And if this, if this Mac still works, that's does, me. That's what I'll be doing. Does it support Flack, the stream? Uh, well, ah. to be fair, I don't, think the, I don't think the Mac that's sitting down there at 2007 probably supports Flack. So we'll be using whatever it can... <laughs> The Mac Whatever doesn't support flack. This is ridiculous. The, the Mac doesn't support. <laughs> well, actually, it doesn't. It has its own one called ALAC. So there you go. Oh, it does. That's right. Apple, of course. Sorry, I take it's it Apple's back. own. Well, well done. You know what? I'm sure you're going to be very, very happy with it. As I said, and keep saying, a great device. I just, honestly, it's not for me. There, I've said it. We're going to Vienna in a couple of weeks, and I am so looking forward to that journey because mm. I'll have my Victor Reader Stream 3. Okay. Cool. I'll have a um, smartphone in my pocket, which does the same thing. Yeah, and it'll be dead, and you'll be complaining about battery. Oh, my battery's dead, my battery. Like, I have no idea what you're talking about, because my battery is 100%. <laughs> iPhone 15 Max. Ah, oh, absolutely amazing, by the way, battery yeah, life. The ba- and battery my Apple bad, Watch didn't, didn't take a charger with me over the weekend. Lasted me three days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good. It's amazing, actually. It lasts longer than you think, right? Well, I did make sure I turned it off when I went to bed. I wasn't doing sleep track or anything. I actually turned the thing off and put it on my bedside cabinet. But it did mean that it lasted three, you know, lasted three days. Yeah, I suppose cool. sleep tracking would. And there's a feature we had, um, we must get them back on, but Robin Christofferson got in touch the other day with a feature that's coming out this week. Um, it's an update actually on Accessible YouTuber Pro that he's been talking about. He's got an update for us on that. So I'm looking forward to hearing that. He's also got some comments on tea as well. So, oh, <laughs> good to know. As so, as so do a lot of you, by the way. There's been a bit of a, I have to say, there's been a bit of a US versus UK thing started here. Um, oh. I think we're starting our own little civil war over here. Um, as long as it's not a Sean about or tea. Stephen thing. Um, no, 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 no. It's just about tea. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we'll get into that later. But Robin mentioned to me a feature on the watch that he, I think it was it Raised to Wake, he turned off. Because he yes. said, you know, basically, if this thing is constantly waking up when you raise your wrist... It's not actually displaying anything because we've always got screen cut and condo- uh, turned That's on. Right. So we are unaware of anything, really. Well, on it the screen, out. It's killing the battery. No, it does shout out. Every time I raise my wrist, it'll say the time or something. Um, well, that's or, raised. To, no, hang on. Is that not a different speak thing? Speak on you've raise. Got raised to, uh, speak on wrist raise, yeah. But you've got, you can have it where it raised to wake. So as you lift, you know, it won't speak, but it will turn the screen on. Are you, and of yeah. course that can affect the battery as well. So you don't need that, right? Yes, but also when you put your wrist back down, it does go back to sleep if you've got that turned on as well. I I, I usually have that turned Lazy. off, the, the raise to wake. I have that turned off for exactly that reason. But because I've started using the hand gestures, I've turned it back on because otherwise I need to touch the screen in order to unlock it or wake it up. And sort of, well, if I haven't got a spare hand to touch the watch in the first place, Mm. So I can use hand gestures. That's a bit pointless. So I can just simply pull uh, pull my hand up and then start doing the hand gestures and it works straight away. So, yes, he's quite right, though. Um, look, we're not going to get to feedback today. That is an absolute well, non-starter. 
We've got four minutes left, so yeah, that's not going to happen. But I do want to mention this story, and I apologise, because we'll get to the emails tomorrow, I promise you. But I just want to get all these stories in the news. Uh, Microsoft also released a new Canary test build Uh, for Windows. Um, What would that be on Friday, I think it was? Uh, That has brought the company's voice clarity feature, which was only uh, available on Surface devices, to all Windows machines, including those using ARM CPUs. Oh, I'll get access to it as well. I don't know what it is. What is it? What is a voice so, clarity, sir? Basically, it uses uh, low-complexity AI models to filter out background noise, echo, and reverberation in real time. Oh. So it says if it works well enough, it's obvious uh, uh, best case use is to make Zoom or Teams meetings less terrible, oh, essentially. Absolutely amazing. And I've got to say, these AI filtering, sound filtering uh, features, I'm not, I haven't tried this one specifically, but in other platforms are absolutely amazing and in some cases a uh, a lifesaver because you get some audio where there's some terrible background hiss it sounds like they're in uh, a shower or under a waterfall and yep. you turn on clean up the ai clean up and it's just like that it just cleans up and it sounds beautiful these ai and sound works really well and it's doing it live as well which is amazing um, yep. But yeah, they were saying, I mean, you know, you, often the case when someone's doing a presentation and they're standing away from the laptop. In fact, my wife was on a, a meeting the other day and I could hear the meeting as I was gone into the living room and I could hear her in the meeting. And, and exactly this, someone's standing like 10 feet away from a laptop. His voice sounds like it's, you know, completely washed away with a sea of reverb and echo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and it's very hard to sit in that environment for any period of time, especially engaging or even worse if the audio is being blasted back to you from someone else's microphone or whatever that's that's connected up. So for that reason, uh, this is this is supposed to be where this will help. So it says, you know, this will improve all this. It also says gamers can benefit from this as well uh, because uh, for voice chat, for example, it can use AI to suppress unwanted background noise. The build also b- brings immediate access of photos and screenshots from connected Android devices and a new Windows setup procedure that the company says has a much cleaner and more modern design. Um, so yeah, a few things coming in. I also had support for, hang on, for, what was this? For the 80 gigabit per second update to USB 4. Goodness me. Um, oh, but yeah, wow. That's okay. more stuff coming in. And this is all a new update that is uh, on the way. At the moment, still very much in beta, so you won't get it unless you're on the dev channel or the Canary channel or whatever it's called. I like how but they it's call it Canary. Be, I love <laughs> that. Because at any minute, it could just roll over and die. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> kind of brilliant name in a lot of ways. Everybody knows exactly what it means, right? Even if you don't yeah. really know what it means, you kind You're of know what it means. this out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely brilliant. Um, listen, just a quick word as well on YouTube. So uh, our long-discussed uh, start on YouTube begins tomorrow. Yes, <gasps> as of ready. tomorrow, yes, we'll be on YouTube. Uh, the first episode will be available uh, at the end of our broadcast, so 1 p.m. Eastern, uh, on Tuesday, that will be our first video, and then from there we will have uh, new episodes. I think there's an episode on Wednesday and Thursday, and what? then on Saturday. I think that's right. Uh, so I think we're going to be, uh, pretty much every day uh, for, from tomorrow. Uh, oh. We've got some new episodes, some cool episodes coming up, all about Apple Vision Pro accessibility and other stuff as well. So yeah, just make sure you uh, check out the YouTube channel. We'll give you all the details tomorrow, and as a special treat, Carrie Morales from Carry On Accessibility on YouTube. She is joining us to talk all about what it's like to become a YouTuber and give us some important hints and tips, Sean. Some much-needed tips. Do. Yes, yes exactly. exactly. She knows her stuff. I love her. 
Well, we thought we should get someone in who actually knows what they're talking about. I know that's yes. unusual in Double Tap, but we thought we'd try it. <sighs> so we should that's do it coming more up often. tomorrow. And I promise you, more of your feedback. We will. In fact, you know, I, I am so... <laughs> I say more. Yeah. <laughs> feedback will be available tomorrow. <laughs> We're so I sorry we you. got carried away. We always get carried away on this show. Uh, we need more hours. Oh, no, let's not start this again. No, no. Uh, right. Uh, this always gets me in trouble. Quick, let's get out of um, <laughs> here before Mr. F finds us. Uh, we're back tomorrow. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.